Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Saul Kush. And I'm Alicia. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, the two of you. Saul Kush. Saul Kush and Alicia. <laughs> We're so happy you could be here, and that's a very normal name you have, Saul. So normal and real. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, wh- why, why are you here? Why have you joined us? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here on planet Earth? I mean, that's pretty existential. Life, yeah. life is just one ghost adventure after another. Then, oh, that's why we're here. That's why baby. we're here. It's like the name of the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, we today we took a trip. Well, so to, to, I got to tell you the story of how we got here because we we were gonna we were kind of ambivalent on whether or not this particular episode would be the one we watched until. We looked it up on Wikipedia and saw where it took place. And it takes place on my alma mater's campus. Um, For about 15 minutes. Yeah, it's not very long, but I was so excited. I was like, I want to see Colorado and reminisce and see if I recognize anybody. And say, what was the name of the school? Um, University Colorado Denver. I did actually not go to that school. There's actually three schools on the campus that they went to. The campus is called Auraria Campus. I went to Metropolitan State University of Denver. Um, MSUD. Yeah, MSUD. Also, um, if you look that up on Google, it's maple syrup urine disease. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we actually call it Metro State. Which and is not maple syrup. You're <laughs> a little better, slightly better. Okay. A little bit. So that's where we went today. With yeah, everybody. I was so excited. We were very excited. Um, the name of this episode is the Peabody Whitehead Mansion, supposedly one of Colorado's most haunted places. But I think they say that in literally every episode. Yeah. And there's no way that every place these guys go is the hey, most haunted. Hey, hold place. on a second. What about the Stanley Hotel? Oh shit! Yeah, because that's Wait, also extremely haunted in Colorado. Excuse me. Excuse you. No, no. the The Shining was actually based off of this building. The Peabody Whitehead Mansion. <laughs> yes, I think you have it wrong. A lot of people forget Fine. that The Shining is actually about class conflict. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of what. That's what that's P. This was about. Yeah, we got a little bit of that going on. <laughs> well, that's um, also the Stanley Hotel because. Uh, Mr. Stanley was one of the two brothers who created the Stanley Steamer automobile. So they were like really rich. Did you go there? You went there, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't stay there. We snuck in. Max- do, you, do you really sneak into a hotel though? Or can you just like walk into a hotel? Cause I, mean, I did that in the Davenport Hotel in Spokane. I wasn't staying there. I just so walked around. We, um, so like. There's a lobby area with different rooms and stuff, and then you have to walk upstairs, like, this main stairway to get to the different floors. Oh, okay. And I remember, um, 
like, I was maybe 10 feet away from the front desk guy, and on behalf of Max and myself, I said, can we go up there? And the guy didn't respond, so either, and I, I'm sure I've told this story before, so either he ignored us. Was he stoned? He was, he was a ghost. Or maybe he was I mean, a ghost. it is in Colorado. I just had yeah. to make that joke that so, so everybody does. We just walked upstairs, and it's it's awkward though because there's a lot of rich people who are staying there, and so and well, we looked we looked gross, and we were kind of smelly because we had been camping at Rocky Mountain oh. National Park. <laughs> so we definitely looked at a place, and we were just like wandering around, and there were some other. Girls I was doing in pajamas. Yeah, if you go to our Facebook or our Tumblr. We've posted a picture from the, that day. The, the photos are there on the internet. Yeah. There's no ghosts in... I haven't noticed any ghosts in them, so... Actually, there is a weird shape in one of my photos. Ooh. Yeah, you I can... Know what that means. I can post it. Um, did you take any EVPs? No. Oh. Dang just, it. Just photographs. Yeah. Anyway, this is not about the Stanley. It's not about the Stanley Hotel. It's about the Peabody Whitehead Mansion. In Denver, um, Colorado. So on Capitol were, Hill, like the area Capitol Hill. It's named after its two most prominent owners, Dr. Whitehead and Governor Peabody. Who was a butthead. Both of them have quite a history, and we learn that history, or we would learn that history if Zach wasn't a rude asshole. Oh, my gosh. From Phil Goodstein. Who is the best person. One of the sweetest and cutest old coots I've ever seen on this show. <laughs> he was just so stoked to talk about the history of that building. And he wrote a book he authored. I think it was like Ghosts on Capitol Hill or something. And he clearly cares about this book a great yeah. deal. Because he was, according to Nick, reciting it word for word in some places as he's like giving them the history. He's passionate about the history of this place. And they make fun of him a lot. Because yeah. Well, and also he kind of... Seems like he might be on autism spectrum, and they're like oblivious to that, and they're just kind of mocking him on the side. Like, but like it's he's also a weirdo. Very like, yeah, they're like looking at each other, like, oh, oh look this at this guy's guy. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it was rude. Yeah, and they even bought his book. Like, Zach I felt, book right I there. felt like it was out of, I don't know, for him to stop talking about it, or yeah. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, and he kept like interrupting and like. Really obviously yeah, redirecting the, the looks the that, that Zach would give to the camera after he kept talking were just excessive. Yeah. For someone who really loved his work, too. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. It's kind of like how middle schoolers treat each other. And like I said at the beginning of this, I was explaining to Paul a bit about Ghost Adventures. Zach Bacon's... Uh, speaks and reads at a seventh grade level, so it's kind of appropriate that he's acting like a middle schooler. <laughs> <laughs> they move on into the house after hearing a lot about the history. It is an interesting old house. Uh, it was built by Dr. Whitehead, who built the mansion and then just left the country to go fight in the Crimean War. Which is really strange. What's up with that? Was he, did we ever find out if he was an American citizen or if he was like somehow Russian or Crimean or whatever? I mean, he could have been, I suppose, but. No idea, but he was fighting on the side of the czar. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he joined the czarist army or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Zach mentions that Dr. Whitehead was haunted by his past of the ghosts of soldiers he could not save during the war. But but they never even talk about that once. I mean, that that was the one time they talked about it, but they didn't talk about it once after. The rest of the episode, it's all about Peabody. Yeah, it had nothing to do with it. Not even that. Not even that. It's about the woman who may have been (laughs) raped and murdered. The story that we... 
hear absolutely no confirmation of Nicole Zotti. This story that sounds like the kind of thing you say when you're trying to make up a shocking ghost story. So if you guys didn't listen to our previous episode, which was really unbearable to get through, this kind of follows a similar line, not as intense because it's not actual people that they're targeting, but just in the sense that like there is so much to the story that they could be focusing on, but they instead try and just focus on one aspect of it that usually includes women and sex and, or I should say women and some sort of unfortunate situation. So... They hear from this lady named Nicole, as Paul, as Saul told us a moment ago, uh, and on this podcast, I will, I will call you Saul, and on this podcast, you'll be my rock. That's is that how it goes in the Bible? It's Peter, not Paul. Wow, cool. <laughs> cool Ringo. It's Ringo. Jesus, my favorite of the twelve apostles, Ringo. <laughs> Sorry, I stole that from Sister Act. <laughs> so. So we we meet this lady named Nicole, and Nicole Zadi uh, is a eyewitness, according to the Chiron. Ugh. And she was on a ghost tour when she heard it, when she felt a tingling in her fingertips. Sensations. Yeah, she got some sensations. You know the thing that happens when your nerve is kind of spazzing out. And for the first time ever, Zach is like actually. Feeling like being like thoroughly investigative because she tells him this story about a lady who was the victim of a terrible crime. Apparently, she was abducted and experienced sexual violence by the stereotypical bad guys, the construction workers in like the 1970s. Yeah. And then she was killed and then put into the foundation of the building. Probably not a good, stable foundation if it has dead bodies in it. Also, probably not a legitimate story if this happened in recent time and there's no, like, police records of this happening. Yeah, I'm wondering where where did she hear that story? Did she say where she heard it? She, I think it was literally the tour guide told it. Yeah, she said oh, it, was, okay. it was the tour guide and... Or no, no, no. She said it was like in a book or something, right? <laughs> See, it's not even clear. Nobody it's not knows. Even clear. It's clear. <laughs> well, because someone said it was the tour guide and then he said, well, did you check this up? Did you get evidence? That's what Zach asked her. Did you get evidence for this that wasn't just a tour guide? And she said something about a book, I'm pretty sure. I think Zach was in a bad mood because I think he thought that Phil, Go- Phil Goodstein was like, a fraud because of the way he was acting and it's like no that's just how Phil is and yeah he might be making stuff up but I feel like he took his personality way too much as as like evidence as he's full of shit when really he's just a really awkward person who might be telling fables I don't know because there's I think the the thing with this episode is like they have no idea how to differentiate lore and evidence and like something that actually happened yeah yeah and so like the people who give the tours they're not really interested in what actually happened they're like hey there are these stories yeah. you know but like zach's usually never like this no he usually just he takes everything at face value yeah like, if he hears about it that's that's real like this is more thoroughly like this is more 
um, exhaustive than he's ever been in any episode hmm. that I've ever seen. Yeah, well, it's kind of like he became a detective in this episode. Detective and... Zach came out. <laughs> yeah, like Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yes. But he's a real life Pokemon. <laughs> and well, I don't believe What's this. What's his evolved form? <laughs> well, I don't believe this story at all um, because they have absolutely no proof. It's just it strikes they don't me have names. They don't have. And they anything. contacted the police department, right? Yeah. It just strikes me as weird that he's so defensive in this episode, and I think it was just because of his interaction with this man who didn't seem socially normal. He just seemed like a Wes Anderson And was character. super excited about his oh, book yeah. and reading it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Paul, tell, tell him what... So, if character. anyone wants to know what this guy was like, if you've seen the movie Moonrise Kingdom, there's this random researcher who's done studies or, like, knows the history of the island it takes place on. That man with that beanie, that is who this guy is. He's, that like, is... the narrator of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's he, Phil. He looked like him, too. He looked like him. I mean... Yeah. He did have an afro, and I'm pretty sure the guy in the movie didn't. Well, he but... wears a hat. The guy <laughs> yeah, in the film, that's the film true. Movie, he wears a hat. <laughs> Covers up his afro. Anyway. Also, the guy in the movie's a little bit more uptight, whereas this guy was just, like, loving his stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Phil loves he to loves tell a good it. story. And it's kind of, that's what made me so sad about the way they edited this. Yeah, they made it look like he was droning on and on and on. And sure, maybe he doesn't have the most exciting voice to listen to, but... He's telling you some stuff that you'll probably want to know for this investigation. Yeah, it was interesting. So this is kind of a tangent, but a guy that he actually really reminds me of is that there is a a, a shack. It's a one-room museum in Arco, Idaho really? that's about nuclear history. What? And there's a guy oh who's God. 85 years old. And he just, he's a retired guy, and he's the only one who works there, and it's only open when he's there. Oh and my he God. just, like, he'll tell you everything. That's he just, amazing. Yeah, if you get a chance, go see it, because it's spread. That, re- that reminds me, there's a place, if if y'all are ever traveling through Wyoming, um, if you pass Glen Ross, is it Glen Ross? Yeah, Glen Ross, Glen Rock. Glen Rock, Wyoming. Yeah, Glen it's Rock. so fucking cool. There's a dinosaur museum, and at first when you're going through that area and it's in a teeny tiny town you're thinking mm, is that a real museum or is that like the creation museum in kentucky which is a fake museum and don't go there um, <laughs> you can you can google it it's terrifying um but it's actually like legit and i think wyoming's like cool with dinosaurs because there's literally dinosaur bones everywhere which is awesome but um it's run by a bunch of old ladies who are like mm-hmm. retired and I, I think they volunteer there um and and when you go there you you know i don't know we we had a a, a sweet old lady ask us if we wanted a tour and she pointed to our tour guide and our tour guide like had an oxygen tank and she was very very old and we were just thinking to ourselves, oh, wow. Oh, God, what's going to happen? Oh. But she was, like, so cool. She's like, she was on it. She knew everything. So, so she was not an exhibit. Is what no, you, no, no, and she, no, no, She no, was no, actually no. a fucking archaeologist. <laughs> no, she, she, like, she knew was. her shit. And, and she knew paleontologists that had come by. And, and she, would, she took us on, a, like, a personal tour of everything in the museum, including took us back to the, <laughs> the area where they dig away at the... the the fossils when they're they're oh, cool. they're, they're cleaning, cleaning them up. Yeah, yeah. she showed us the brushes and yeah. she showed us some of the things that they were working on that were not even out on the museum floor yet. It was so cool. It really was. So if you ever go, stop by that museum and say hi to the ladies for us. And tell them Max and Cassie sent you. They yeah. won't know who we were, but you can tell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's really cool. Anyway, back to the story. You know, I just realized that we completely forgot about Tim. Tim oh, oh, no. We forgot about Tim. We forgot about Tim. How do you forget about Tim? Tim American is a filmmaker, documentarian, Tim Schultz. Tim Schultz, who won the lottery and then got decided to make a documentary about ghosts <laughs> like that's his that's tim's truth is that he wants to make a documentary about ghosts it's funny because his haircut looks straight out of the 90s like dawson creek is how cassie <laughs> described it which is pretty apt and but the documentary came out in 2009 no excuses tim which doesn't make any no excuses. <laughs> That's either extreme development hell or just hair hell. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Maybe he wore a baseball cap that day and, and then he found out he was going to be Oh, on fuck, TV. I'm going to be in the movies right now. Shit. I mean, he's, that's not even retro in 2009. That's like a fashion faux pas. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just angry he spent his lottery <laughs> money on bullshit. On a fucking documentary about whether ghosts are real. The, 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 the former uh, college student in me is just like screaming in agony. <laughs> done so many things. My student loans are coming up. I can't even. Ugh. Anyway. So anyway, Tim tells us about um, this guy who the ghosts were like paralyzing him. Yeah, so when he was editing... This movie, which, what was the name of this? It was called Some Shadows, um... Something Forgettable. Yeah. Paranormal Shadows. Shadows of the Paranormal. Obviously, he's not as big as Zach is in the paranormal community. But when they were editing this movie in the building, in the Peabody (laughs) Mansion... Just kidding, sorry. They were editing this movie in the Peabody Mansion, I guess a bunch of spooky stuff happened. (laughs) Yeah, a guy got paralyzed by ghosts. And then that guy's mom, who was also there for whatever reason, apparently she's, she's a, medium. a medium. Yeah, and she had to be led out of the building because she was too excited by the ghost's presence. It's called Chasing the Shadows, by the way, oh, if okay. you're interested in watching what's the, it. What's the runtime on that bad boy? You want to... Um, six minutes. Just kidding. <laughs> six, <laughs> six minutes. Uh, give me the runtime. Uh, sorry. Love to know how much of my life I'm going to dedicate to well, chasing the shadows. Well, it has a 6.7 out of 10 rating. Hey, that. dude. That is that's better than plus. some of my favorite IMDb. movies on, on IMDb. Um, shit. Well, okay. How many stars does Zach Bagan's Demon House have in comparison? I would like to know. Well, on IMDb or on... Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Ow. Uh, so, so are you telling me that Shadows of the pa- Chasing the Shadows is a more highly rated film than Demon well, House? Well, on, on IMDb, it has a lower rating. It's, oh, my. Um, yeah, or, yeah, it does. It's 5.6. Guys, it sounds like Chasing the Shadows might be a, a better movie than Demon House. Ooh. What is Demon House? I'm sorry. Demon House is a paranormal documentary that Zach Bagans made about a house that he bought in Gary, Indiana. Um, where if you actually... I saw it at the video co-op. You guys should rent it. <laughs> you guys should rent it. It's really fucking funny. Um, we also own it. In it, oh, Zach nice. Bagans gets so haunted that it fucks his eyes up for the rest of his life. Um, what does that mean? Uh, he apparently develops an he astigmatism. No, I'm just no, he develops an eye disorder uh, where he's cross-eyed unless he wears glasses. So, and, yeah. but demons did it to him, not yeah, yeah. not health problems. No, demons. demons did it. That's bullying from a demon. Like they don't even kill you. They're just like he's gonna be cross-eyed. They just he has to wear glasses now for the rest of his life. Wow. And so now he has very large glasses. I, I would just like to say for posterity's sake, I'm the only uh, 
person in this room who doesn't wear glasses regularly. Well, fuck off, Paul. Saul. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not in the... What, what, what did we call our glasses club? The... The fucking scholars club. The that was fucking scholars okay, club. Okay. Yeah, you're not in the fucking scholars club. So scholars. you can't you can't push your the the brim of your glasses like this like and look my smart. Yeah. Do you ever lower it and look over just to tell people? Oh yeah, that Max so, does see, that all wow. the time. I love doing that. Actually, you it's a powerful. Move. Look like you're about to give me like a really bad final grade or something. Or a spanking. Mm. Oh, whoa. I probably won't do that. <laughs> I'm a little aroused right now, to be honest. Uh, Zach Bagans was probably feeling that as he searched the basement. Um, they decide to go in the basement after Nicole tells her story because they, because Zach is in full detective mode. He, I'm so glad you said that because he really is in detective mode in this yeah. episode. And he is like trying to get evidence. He really believes that he's playing a part in an investigation. He always does. <laughs> And so he's trying to get evidence to convict whoever people did this 30, 40 years ago. And um, while they're just hanging out in the basement, apparently they get a really bad feeling and everybody has to leave. And that's it. That's the only thing that happens as far as that lead is concerned at this moment. They do an EVP session, which counts as an investigation, I guess. And they find, like, nothing. They just get creeped out. Yeah. There's just, like, the temperature changed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they felt... Well, they said they, like, felt dizzy and out of breath. Yeah. But nothing else really happened. That's altitude sickness. That's, al- that's yeah, Colorado. You're, you're in Denver, man. <laughs> so then we get to the university campus. Alicia got very excited. Oh, yeah. I was so stoked. I was like, oh, my gosh. I know all these buildings. And I was pointing them out. I was like, that's St. Cahayton's, and that's the plaza building. We're in my French classes. And then we realized this came out in 2013, and I was in school on that campus at that point. So I was on... So we were eagle-eyed looking for you in this footage. Yeah, I was like, am I going to be in this? Am I going (laughs) to see someone I know? But it... Oh, my gosh. It was so crazy because I was like, all right, I was going to school while Zach Higgins was there and that's actually right when I was watching this when I first started watching sliding doors man ghost adventures yeah I know Alicia's the ghost I am the (laughs) ghost oh and then okay so they go to the campus to talk to this professor from the University of Colorado Denver who looks like he's a person dressed as a professor (laughs) he he looks like he's impersonating a professor he looks he looks like you're... Does he have a mustache? I can't he, he had some kind of facial hair. He has... All I remember is the giant, like, novelty pink bow tie. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's like, clearly middle-aged white man, a little a little overweight, but... Um, he's so not <laughs> into this Yeah, Paul drew a picture of him. We can put that... We can post Paul's picture. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not him, but... It's, <laughs> it's close. It's, it has his spirit. Yeah, it has his spirit. spirit. And true. this but, man is not... figuratively and literally. Ooh, you captured it? Captured the spirit of... Is there any episodes on the photography thing? Do you guys ever read about that back in the the 19th century when they would take Mm -hmm. a photo and their spirits would show up behind them, the Mm -hmm. person seated, like their hands... And it was a photography trick, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. It was during the spiritualism movement. Yeah, dude. This guy does not believe in ghosts, I don't think. <laughs> no, he, not he's at all. very deeply uninterested. He yeah. seems kind yeah. of put off by them a little bit. Like, maybe yeah. he thought he was going to be doing something else in this interview. Like <laughs> he, maybe. Just, he just gives really abrupt, short answers. 
There's this great moment where he's where Zach is like, we heard about this woman who was attacked. Have you heard about anything like this? And the guy just says, no. <laughs> and then Zach says, we were thinking that if the restaurants and the businesses knew about it and the tour groups knew about it, probably the police would know about it. What do you think about that? And he's like, yeah, they would probably know about that. <laughs> And then Zach says, bottom line, do you believe that this is uh, that this is real? And he says, I don't know. That's it. And then there's a music cue that makes me think he does know. He knows something. And then the next part, he takes them. I don't know why, but he takes them to the student union building on my campus, which is a brewery. Like it was originally a brewery. Oh, it's because it's supposed to be haunted, right? Yes. All the all the ghost ghost hunting students there who were fans of ghost adventures stopped Zach and told him he had to go to that building. Oh, is that how they ended up there? I was just stoked to the fact that the Tivoli, that building, which is called the Tivoli, Mm -hmm. was in it. And it's one of the oldest buildings on campus, and I just love the fact that, you know, most campuses, traditional college campuses, don't allow alcohol on the campus, but the student building is a brewery, and actually now they've turned it back into a brewery, and the students run it. Um, and they brew their own beer. The students brew their own beer for their brewing science. Uh, you can get a degree in brewing science. That's so, so cool, because it's, it's Colorado! It's so <laughs> fucking awesome. But they're in the Tivoli, and I'm not even paying attention to what's going on, because I'm just like so excited <laughs> that they're on my campus in the Tivoli. Oh. Well, they get really excited, too. They fall in love with the building and decide to do an impromptu investigation there. I have yes. a question. Do they ask the professor to show them the place or did they ask the professor to just come with them? I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't think he wanted to be He there. might have bit off no, a little bit he, more than he intended to. He, he looked like, God, I got a great papers, man. I can't be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Or like, geez, I'm going to be like... Uh, uh, discredited after this. <laughs> Gonna lose my job. Supposedly, the school administrators were able to close the building for them. And they do a sweep not only with the uh, digital recorders, but also with the mel meter. The milk meter. I call it the milk meter. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a device that tells where their milk is. <laughs> and... <laughs> And they also get the SB7 spirit box out. Paul, what did you think of this device, the SB7 spirit box? Uh, was this the radio one? Yeah. Well, I think that uh, from a, a filmmaking perspective, it was uh, it was deeply unsettling yeah. with its audio. Yeah, it's just really bad audio that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's really hard to listen to. But um, I think that as far as like actually reaching the comments of the dead and past and trapped spirits... Easily top five instruments. Um, yeah, because they really very effective. They really get lots of voices. You know? and, and they're pretty clear voices yeah, too. Yeah, I think the best one I heard was the one that just went. <laughs> 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 because like, I, that's what, <laughs> like it sounded like that, but what I heard was they killed me in this room, you know, and that's like really close. Um, what I. One of the things that I love in this episode is that Zach is explaining how the spirit box works. And he says, if you were really picking up radio, you would hear like, you mean like what we fucking hear, like what we fucking hear when we're doing this dipshit moron. I just wanted someone to say like, what Zach? What? So the spirit box supposedly... 
Oh, I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm, I just think that's what the spirit would say, because the spirit <laughs> was a smartass. Like, he was like... Because what did he ask him? What did he well, ask the Well, that's later yeah. on. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to it. it. But case, case in point, the ghost probably would have said... Like what? Like what, Zach? <laughs> Can you repeat that, Zach? What? <laughs> so, the, the, yes, uh, after we investigate the Tivoli, Dr. Noel, that's the guy's name, Dr. Noel comes out and he tells us some history of the uh, Peabody Whitehead Mansion, where supposedly a bunch of restaurants tried to operate there, but they all kept closing down. Now, remember, restaurants are like miners. Yeah, keep that in mind. Restaurants and mines are like basically the same thing. So the, the, <laughs> the, the, the folklore became that Mr. Peabody was in here haunting up the place... Fucking yeah. with the staff at the restaurants the because he's just generally anti-labor, not like... Do we, do we talk about that? Yeah, no, we haven't really talked about Mr. Okay. Peabody yet. But yeah, Mr. Oh. Peabody was a really, like, really shitty capitalist... Union-busting governor. Union-busting governor, sometimes using so force to break up unions. Um, there, was a, there was a detective agency called the Pinkertons... Uh, back in this oh, time? Oh, I knew yeah. a guy who worked for Pinkertons. Oh, what a scumbag. He, like, I mean, it's still a thing today. It still is a thing. And yeah. the, the main reason... Well, the main reason they were formed was to discourage union activity. So you'd send your Pinkertons in uh, to, like, disrupt union meeting, chapter meetings and things like that. And if necessary, to break picket lines by, like, going in there and, and beating people up and stuff like that. Uh, so the Pinkertons were a fucked up organization. And he probably called them in. That's uh, that's what I'm imagining they're referring to is either the Pinkertons or something similar to that. And this guy made a bunch of laws that were not that were favoring businesses over labor, and that's why he was unpopular. And supposedly he fucks with servers yeah. in the course of their duty, which is why we have the Colorado School of Restaurateurs instead of the Colorado School of Mines because they're so similar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, I've actually been to the School of Mines. I went to their mineral museum, and it was really, really cool. Like, best minerals I've ever seen in my life. Whoa, dude. Very nice. Geology <laughs> pun over here. I feel like we do this every time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've been to, well, I mean, I lived, I grew up like 10 minutes from Golden. Sorry, Road. it wasn't my fault. <laughs> oh. Sorry, oh, stop. man. Well, I, I, I grew up like 10 minutes nice from. cleavage, by the way. <laughs> It is. It's a mineral thing. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Alicia's giving him the dirtiest look right now. Because that was inappropriate. Sorry. Um. Anyway, I grew up really close to the school of mines. That's my story. Cool, dude. (laughs) Hey, that's red. Golden's a really pretty town. Yeah, it's awesome. It is so cool, and it's right next to Red Rocks. Yes. Yeah. And and there's a long history um, with the Ku Klux Klan in Golden. Oh, Whoa! They wow. used to what burn a shock. crosses on Lookout Mountain. Wow! Well, why didn't they talk about that? I know time? that would have been a little actually more interesting and a real topic than the one that they were looking into. Man, why does supremacists ruin everything? Yeah, yeah. That's that's basically it for the pre-lockdown phase yeah. am i right there's not a whole lot left yeah they're just chasing this girl's story they're chasing the story to be a detective. Oh, sorry um is this did that one guy that doctor guy did he, that last interviewer 
Did he tell them about the party house thing? Yeah, that was um, was that was that Phil. Later? Phil told us earlier that yeah, that did. the house was built to be a party house. Okay. Oh yeah, for the rich, right? Yeah. Oh, and I think we totally missed that the 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 mansion was built on like a lane specifically for rich people, yeah. right? Millionaires Lane. Yeah. Cool. Great. Good history. Uh, anyway, the <laughs> the lockdown in this episode is very special. It is split up into two parts, and um, the, the second part has a special guest who we hear about so many times. I feel like we hear about the special guest every time it goes to commercial. Uh, but the first part is this weird kind of like... Countdown. This first part is so bizarre, because they <laughs> hire two people to act as servers, and they get three meals delivered. Delivered. So th- these are servers who did not make the food. No. They... Some random people deliver food, and then the servers serve the the cast. The this, yeah. this is their shitty reenactment that they do without telling these people what's going on because they think it's a mystery. Hidden, cameras, hidden cameras, which yeah. we learn about one, two, three, four, four five, five cameras rolling. Well, and the reason they they said that they got the servers, like the whole reason, had to do. It was just this crazy story where he was like, "Well, the ghosts are really going to respond to these working people in here because it had." He was kind of relating it back to the miners. Um, that Peabody kind of tried to to smash their union, mm-hmm. and and. They're like, well, there's these working people that are working in the house, and maybe they'll stir up the spirits, and it's related to the miners, who are also working people. Oh! oh. And Mr. Peabody hates servers! So relevant! <laughs> I don't know, it was just like a really loose tie. Very it, loose. it made no sense. So, while they're being served these meals, there's cameras on them, the house is dark, except for the kitchen, where the two servers are being monitored by hidden cameras. But which they, they can see. Yeah, they no, keep looking at the not, cameras. They're so not hidden. See, you threw one of the cameras in the kitchen where these guys end up hanging out while they're waiting for delivering the next meal. You can see the other camera in the kitchen. So, like, they're really not hidden at all. No. And they, like, they're talking and then you can see one of the servers like her eyes glance at one of the cameras she looks back at the dude and then she glances again and you can tell that she's talking about I think we're being filmed yeah yeah (laughs) and then they leave they leave they go outside she goes for a smoke well but their hands yeah they get blotchy red hands while they're doing all this shit I think it was an allergic reaction or something that no, no, it's demons. Never right. Well, it has to be demons. She was demons. talking about how red her hands were after she was outside taking a smoke, and it's cold weather outside because everyone's wearing long sleeves. Just like when Eloise hung herself. Ooh. Oh, God, we've completely missed that. Yeah. Eloise is a, is a pining maiden who died by suicide because her husband left her at the altar. That is a real ghost story that we hear. All the time. All the time. Every ghost died because a lady didn't get loved right by a man. And that's what, where uh, Zach Baggins jumps in. <laughs> uh, there, there was an extremely rare and beautiful seven times replay in this episode. Holy shit, yeah. Holy fucking shit. Um, Seven Zach, times. While eat, whilst consuming the meal, 
an orb floats down. It was an orb. An orb floats down and touches Zach, and he like reacts as though he feels something, and they literally play it seven times. Yeah, it, like touches his head, supposedly. And 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 Paul, you were like, oh, a triple replay, and then they kept doing it. And we were like, oh, a quadruple, oh, a quintuple, oh, a sextuple replay. <laughs> oh, sept- yeah. It just kept going. Was that octuple? Is that after? Yeah, yeah. that's after. That's right. eight. And Nona tuple would be nine. Nona tuple. Deca tuple would be ten. Dodeca. Uh, una. Una. Write in undecic, and write in and tell us how we're gonna count these things Sorry. from now on. <laughs> um, this is just so, like I don't understand what they thought. It's so weird. It's, it's just, so awkward. And they're like trying to casually interview the servers about whether they think the place is haunted too. Without giving up the... I like... Are, yeah, but they're so obvious about it. Because the servers are talking about how they know it's, like, one of the most, um, I don't know, haunted places in Denver. Yeah. So they know. It's not a surprise. You can just tell them you're on a ghost show. You're, like, being filmed <laughs> for a ghost program, miss. Who, do they, who are they employed by? Are they being paid to be here? They probably work for some catering service, to be At honest. At the school or something. Yeah. Yeah, there is a catering service, I think, that the school uses all the time, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. So these kids... These kids... Sorry, not kids. These young adults probably have school the next day, and they're stuck serving these bozos in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would be so frustrated to have to serve someone food I didn't make for yes. them. Like, the idea that someone would deliver food to their house, but they needed me to get it, it out of the so box. It would be so funny if it was, like, literally, like, a Papa John's pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe I saw a Chipotle box. Oh, really? Nice. Oh, my God. And then, okay, so right after this is when they get a signal. Yeah. When the when the servers go outside. They hear a... <laughs> And it couldn't possibly be the servers. <laughs> it was like a, it was a woman's voice. And they what, tried to debunk it. What did she say? Debunk. Do we have No, they did not give us they didn't translate for us. Okay. Probably something like this is weird and stupid. And <laughs> could be studying, should be studying right now probably. I really would have loved if like at one point they screwed up their editing and so you heard the whole like um like a whole section of a radio frequency right from their scanner. Yeah. So just be like, 94.1 F. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you think that happens? To them? I, I just edit it out. Yeah. I bet that happens a lot, actually, because we only see like 20 minutes of footage from this 10-hour lockdown that yeah. they do. Which do you think they do the whole lockdown? Oh, I think so, yeah. You think These so? guys take themselves way too seriously. And like sometimes you can tell that they've been up all night. Yeah. And they're really sleepy. <laughs> like sometimes they will lay down in a bed and it'll they'll kind of fall asleep a little bit, you know. <laughs> but hey, guess what? It's part two of the lockdown. Brendan, Brendan's, Brendan's here. What's up, UFC Brendan? Fighter, uh, mixed martial artist Brendan Schaub of the U- U- um, United Fighting C- Cup. I what I, is it? I, what I is love it's a club. Is it the United Fighting Club? Yeah. Okay, Brendan. Brendan. Sh- oh, it's not. Fuck, I, I was ready to no believe that. I have no idea. I don't know shit about combat sports. I don't know either. I enjoyed his presence, though. He had kind of a fun energy. He actually yeah. wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. He, he is. He, did you guys know he's a podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
what? Yeah, he's one of those people who thinks it's uh, who who thinks that uh, the PC police are ruining oh, comedy in America. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry, oh, sorry. Don't look okay. Brendan Shaw up. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I think I just lost. You just ruined a lot it for me. Nice. Um, uh, this is where we get that explanation from Zach about the SB7 Spirit Box, where he undermines his own point about the SB7 Spirit Box. So the whole reason Brendan is here is because they want to see what happens when he gets scared by ghosts. Because he's a tough yeah. guy. Will he punch it? <laughs> can like, you punch can a ghost? Can you punch a ghost? Is These it possible? questions that I had going into this that were left unanswered. Brendan wanted to find... Well, Brendan, to his credit, actually is quite scared of ghosts. And so they missed the mark really badly. Like, they figured that this guy's going to be like a movie... Like a movie character tough guy, but surprise, he's actually a human being, and this human being is afraid of ghosts, and that like some like lots of people are. I'm not judging him. I'm just saying, like they for them it was beyond the realm of possibility that the man who punches people in the head for a living would be scared of ghosts. Contrary to what Zach believes, bigger muscles don't actually make you braver. <laughs> hey, that's not PC. You know, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan is not afraid of the regressive left, but no. he is afraid. Of spirits, of getting touched, grabbed by the ghoulies. <laughs> grabbed by the ghoulies. What a special snowflake. Aww. Aww. Brennan, we're here for you. <laughs> uh, so they, they're going down into the basement to investigate the story they heard from Nicole. And right here, I just sort of, like, the it all just was kind of washing over me because I was just cowed by the truly ham-fisted way they were handling this extremely delicate situation, if it is real, they're talking to the ghost and they're asking him questions like, what happened down here? Yeah, okay. So Who is this? That's the thing about this, like, toward especially the tail end, and there's something that happens at the very end I hope we deliberate on later, but um, it's at this point where it's, like, the whole, like, private eye, like, oh, yeah. facade is kind of, like, it's kind of deeply uncomfortable because if, if he honestly believes that some poor woman, like, had a brutal end here... And then, like, I don't know, it just is kind of deeply unsettling that, like, their evidence, evidence gathering is so, I don't know. Is talking, talking to a radio? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they talk to the radio. Um, they get, they supposedly get a spirit voice that self-identifies as Pete. Pete's a fucking smartass. Um, Aaron's Peter Rabbit over here. Fucking Pete over here. Aaron's like Peter, you a smartass, and the and the spirit box says no. Uh, what if what if what if Pete is Pete, Pete from Shaun of the Dead? Which one is Pete? Pete's the angry roommate? Oh, that Pete. Pete, because <laughs> he's kind of a smartass. That could work. Yeah. Pete's dragon was there. They're trying to get like an intelligent answer and they say, can you say the name of one of the people in this room? And Pete says, yourself. (laughs) Got him, dude. Wrecked. Why doesn't that ghost have a podcast? Jesus. Nice. (laughs) Uh, So Zach is trying to get a confession. Um, he's trying to get any detective Zach is on the case. He's trying to get any evidence. And, and please think in your mind, like the words that Zach is hoping to hear in yeah. his head. And, yeah. and also I would like to say, he does say the words we're trying to get evidence. Yeah. Like he's like, he really believes that he's going to crack this case. 
Um, and then they start playing like hot and cold with the ghost. You know what I mean? He's like, is it over here? Is the, are the remains over in this spot? Right. Like, and then they ask, right. They ask directly. It's like, if the murder happened here or if, or if the body's here, um, and if so, like, where would it be? Right. Yeah. And then it says street. Street. <laughs> street. It's in the alley. Um, so they set the EVP recorder down next to a skull. Nobody says a fucking oh, word about weird. it. There's like this skull half buried in this like debris, like this rock we, sands debris. We also noticed a bunch of black light light bulbs and, and a, a fake, fake plastic hanging skeleton. So this place in, in some closet, yeah. and it wasn't even mentioned. So obviously, this place is used as a haunted house around yeah. Halloween time. But you know what I like to really imagine is like. The whole time they're trying to be detectives and solve this rape and murder that supposedly happened based on what one girl said from another person's <laughs> sayings. And then and then they're just like trying to find all the spiritual evidence using their EVPs and stuff. And there's literally like a dead body right there. And they, they just like totally miss it. Hey, could you could you move that like body of that woman for a second? I think there's something under there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been. So I just better. the whole time was trying to imagine like that skull's real and it's actually the lady they're talking about, but they have no idea. Yeah, yeah oh, they can't like see it because it's too dark. Like yeah. uh, in what we do in the shadows, yes. where they they, <laughs> they bewitch the cops who come over to. You will, not, you will not notice anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I certainly hope not, mate. <laughs> That's my. Uh, New Zealand accent. Did you guys like that? I loved it. Max has a good New Zealand accent. And it's a terrible English accent. Sorry, dear. It's okay. That's fine. You can put me on blast all you want. It just makes perfect. Practice. mm. Uh, So they leave Brandon alone by himself, just in the same way that Cassie has left me alone by myself, all out to sea. In Auckland. Sorry, I love you. I know you do. I love you. To the listeners in Christchurch. Not not the not the mosque. Oof! Not the Christchurch that's nearby us, but the no. actual place Christchurch yeah. in New Zealand. Not the really not shitty. I don't know. I don't know how much culty. Yeah, culty. We have like a weird cult in our town that defends rapists. Yeah, by it's the way. pretty fucking so. awful. Anyway, if you're ever in the uh, actual Christchurch in New Zealand, it sounds like a lovely place because New Zealand's <laughs> supposed to be a lovely place. They also get bad earthquakes. Anyway, Brandon's by himself, and he's flipping out, like silently flipping out down in the basement um, while the ghost adventures go upstairs and just sort of get whooshed. You know what I mean? Like, they just get like a whoosh. Yeah. And well, that's, that's what someone says. Like, he got blowed into his, his face. Yeah. yeah. He got blown. First I poke him, then I blow him. It's from, it's from Arrested Development. <laughs> I love that show! So they go, after they pick up Brandon, that's it for Brandon. They want to do one last thing, though. They want to take the IR still, the IR full spectrum still camera and do some shoots. And they're shooting around in a crawl space and they get a, quote, demon face in one of the images, which which is is fucking nothing. It's just a It's nothing. And they do the thing that, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this thing that they do in literally every episode of Ghost Event, like Insanely Haunted, but Paul, I'll tell you about it. They have this sort of style of investigating where if you get a piece of evidence, you you think you've gotten a piece of evidence, if you recreate that situation perfectly and you don't get evidence the second time, that means it's real and it was ghosts. Wait, if you don't get it. So if you cannot repeat the experiment, that means it was a success. 
that makes Yay! no sense. That makes no Success! sense whatsoever. It's literally the opposite of the actual scientific method. Ghosts. Um, so wait, is the assumption that the ghosts like avoid you because yes. they know you're you got you caught them by accident that first time, and then the second time you go back and they're wise to you and they're not going to let you see them. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's All something. Right. Um, and and so, but by the way, right after they take that photo, episode done. It's just like they, it's over. Mm-hmm. Like it has no. There's no cadence. There's no. There's like, one last detail, which is that they took all of their evidence to the Colorado police, and the oh, police are now God. looking at the cold into, case was reopened. Supposedly, thank goodness. Or no, 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 they are considering, considering it. Considering it. I wonder if that's just the cops being like, so "Yeah, we'll consider if it." If it's a yeah, cold exactly. case, like, this a person was actually missing, right? Like, so that was real? I don't know. A cold case is a case that has not been solved. Yeah, it right, just means right. that it's... But, but there was a case, is what I'm saying. What they said I is think... they're considering opening a cold case, which means oh. that, like, they're starting an investigation from the yeah, position I, of, I, I can almost guarantee that they call the, the department, they say, hey, we found evidence of this murder, we think, in this show and whatever, and would you consider reopening it? And they said, yeah. We'll consider it. Can you hang up now? I mean, yeah. Have like, you guys seen <laughs> Adam's Family Values? I, I think I have, but it's, it's a great been film. a while. It's a great film. Okay. All time great. Uh, okay, fans, have y'all seen the great movie Adam's Family Values? We'll we'll silently listen for your response. Oh. All right, on three, on three, say yes or no. One, One two, two, three. three. All close? right. Okay. So, all right, y'all, y'all know. Yeah, if you guys didn't respond. It means you did see that movie. That's the ghost rule book, I guess. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. in the movie, um, Gomez Adams goes to the the chief or the detective of the local police station. Oh, played by Nathan Lane. Yeah, um, because Fester's wife is a crazy person. Like, literally, like, she wants to kill people, including Fester. And she also, she's a serial killer. Anyway, basically, the exchange that happens between Gomez and Nathan Lane's character as the detective kind of is my my imaginary picture of what's going on between Zach Baggins on the phone with the local police. So if you know that scene, <laughs> nice. if you know that great scene nice. from that film, you know what we're talking about. And if you haven't seen Adam's Family Values, I'm staring at Paul and Alicia. Go check it out. It's hey, a good film. Well, we could just Classic. I would love to. Also, we have it. I was thinking, like, how funny it would be if, like, Zach was right the whole time. Like, like there actually was a murder, and there was a body there. Like, how do you think he would feel? He would be like, I'm a local hero. I'm he a would, hero. He That's would feel dream. way too validated for me. I don't want him to feel that validated. I think he would spontaneously combust. <laughs> Wait, did we mention how this, like, woman ghost wants Brendan? I yeah, don't also, did. that's another ingredient. That's so just another spicy layer to this delicious cake. I guess the cake. one thing that I was really surprised with this show, which I guess I should have seen coming, because I've never seen this show before, was that, like, I mean, I sort of expected there to be some grand narrative where things really kind of connected. No. But it, it just felt like these little vignettes of just, like, it was like, okay, well, this sentence made sense. Like, this scene almost made sense. But why would you switch over to this other totally disconnected thing? Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. how I think... Every episode is. That is how... It's almost like Zach Bagans is a really bad filmmaker. Which, which I would just like to say... Did you know he went to film school? Well, 
did he fail? <laughs> he graduated, in fact, okay. from the Motion Picture just, Institute. Just like, just but like Mr. Schultz, get right? Tim Schultz. Yeah. yeah. I'd just like to say that I think, not to be too like deeply analytical about this, because I don't think it's worth that. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's, that's an affront. Do, that's what we're doing. I don't give a shit. But like, okay, so t- tell me that there's not something like deeply similar and like unsettling about the way. Okay. You guys have any, like, old people in your family that are insane and have crazy political beliefs or conspiracy theories? Well, we have crazy people in our family, but... Okay. (laughs) There's a thing that people do when they believe something very intensely that's not based on evidence, and it's just like the show, because what what they tend to do is that they'll say one thing... And then move on to something loosely connected yeah. and then pound it again yeah. and then loosely connect to something else to where it's like the only thing connecting them is the energy of the person saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. like something that I've noticed with people like if you ever get into a political debate and someone really goes off the hinges, they'll say, well, don't you know that they did this? Oh, and that reminds me of this other time complete. And there's this list of things that are not actually coherently connected at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. They have a similar feeling, I guess, yeah. Yeah. to that person. And so it creates this huge narrative that is based on nothing. And yeah. also, this is the same, it's the, a similar thing uh, here where if you gave Zach Bagans reasons why the things that he's saying don't make sense, it would make him believe in ghosts more. Yeah. Because you'd yeah, be absolutely. fitting into the anti ghost narrative. Absolutely. Like, there is, so it's your first time watching Ghost Yeah, Adventures. it just seems like he, he makes unlosable arguments. That's. Exactly right. The whole point of it. So we do. Yeah, have psych- you guys, do you guys know James Randi? Yeah, 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 yeah. The psychic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but he's like he's like a psychic buster. Anytime that someone says like like oh I do this with magic, he's like all right, prove it to me. I'm gonna give you. So like famously, this guy he would do spoon tricks where he rubbed a spoon and the the head of the spoon would fall off yeah. just by him rubbing it, which was really cool. But then James Randi shows up and he's like all right, use the spoons I brought you that you didn't prepare. Mm. If you can do it by magic, then you can do it now. And yeah. of course he couldn't but all the people who loved him didn't care yeah you know? yeah but, yeah interesting uh so there's a segment we do on this wait, wait, show. Wait. what did you think of this this horrible show honestly it just reminds me like it's it's sad because so this is travel channel right yeah, yeah yeah it just makes me think of how in the mid-2000s like when i was growing up like early 2000s there was this kind of this brief time period where a lot of networks <laughs> had this idea that they could actually make shows about what the name of the network was. So like, yeah, like Discovery Channel. Right. Discovery, you discover things. Animal Planet had animals. History had real history. Yeah. Travel was travel to real places with real history. And, like, this just kind of is is just kind of the, the necessity of the capital game because, the, I mean, if you create something that's insane and unbelievable, there will be a very, very ardent fan base of insane people to watch your ads. Yeah. And this just makes me feel like it's one of many, many, many shows that showed up in the mid-2000s that suck ass, that aren't real, <laughs> that a bunch of people in fucking southern Idaho in, like, middle of Tennessee, like, swear to God that it is, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, disappointing. It's just that meme of that aliens guy with the crazy Exactly, hair. yeah, no, this is, like, this is <laughs> This just, is ancient aliens. This is the yeah, ancient and, aliens and of Yeah, and it's, like, time. why do you think people have no trust in the scientific method because shows like, I mean, things like the history channel show things on, or the animal planet had their most watched thing was on mermaids. Right. Or the Megalodon possibly being alive. Right. And it's like, right. Why do you think average people 
like from Middle America, really don't believe in the scientific method. Uh, well, because no because content, Zach Bagans is because there. of Zach Bagans yeah. has no idea what the scientific method he is. is. Their exposure to this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even as far as ghost shows go, like there are ghost shows that are legitimately like entertaining in a in a fun way, and um, I don't know, this one is just like the worst. <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. There's a segment we do in every episode called Tweet Watch that I'd like to invite you to participate in with us. Okay. Um, It's where I pull up Zach Bacon's Twitter account and we just have a look at what he's up to. Okay. Um, Most recent activity is a retweet from CNN Breaking News. Uh, CNN Breaking News, a river of chocolate blocked part of Interstate 40 near Flagstaff after a tanker hauling 40,000 pounds of liquid chocolate overturned. Zach Bagans has added, stay away from there, Augustus Gloop. (laughs) (laughs) He's really into Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Their uh, Winchester Mansion episode. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Yeah, he he does a stupid like monologue uh, inside the mansion because it has cool wallpaper and he starts like licking the wallpaper and pretending he's in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> oh my factory. gosh. Here's a groundbreakingly great tweet. It's ironic how banks give you dum-dums when you give them your money. Photo of also attached. Also, I don't think we've necessarily said this, but I don't think he grasps what language is for. No. Because <laughs> no, like, he doesn't know what words There's so mean. many words that like ironic is one of them. The other one is debunked and a few in other words. evidence Evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The educational system has failed Zach, and now Zach (laughs) is failing failing everyone. So, uh, what was your favorite part of this episode, Paul? (laughs) The part where it ends abruptly. That was so disappointing. I know I was supposed to say something I liked, but I I actually did think it was really funny when Brendan was on because he seemed legitimately scared when he was down there. Was was really cute. I guess it's just nice to see somebody like engaging. Cute. He did say that like, that was the most legit scary moment of his life. He said it's one of the. He Aww. said he regrets it a lot. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Alicia, what was your favorite part? Uh, I think it's obvious. I mean, I just liked oh, yeah. that they had a Raria campus in it. I was like, that's my campus. I don't know. I was very. Did excited. you feel possessive of it? Like, get the fuck off of it, Zach Bagans. <laughs> a little bit, but I was also like. Okay, I just want to see more parts of the campus, mm-hmm. and I was hoping they would go to different parts. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's that building, and that's that person, and that's that statue. And this is Alicia. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> am I on this? Am I going to be walking around? And I didn't know. Your face know. is just blurred. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, open invitation to Zach because Rydenbaugh, the Rydenbaugh building built in 1899 or whatever on the U of I campus is haunted and they have a oh haunted, really yeah they have a haunted mm. house there every nice. and stuff, so. is this a residence hall or a classroom I think it was a residence hall but okay. it is no longer I think uh, I think it's music school related I'm not sure okay so I went, to, I went to Indiana University, and we had several graveyards on campus. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. My favorite part was the tour of the brewery building. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, cool. Actually, no, I'm going to change it. Phil, at the very beginning, was just so fucking badass. Like, oh, such he an was awesome guy. Phil was cool, yeah. I liked I liked Phil, too. He's my favorite Maybe part. Maybe we should try to meet him. Maybe we should yeah. go there. Let's go. Meet Phil. That's the new mission is meet Phil. And be fucking nice to him. Nice he to really Phil. loves what he does. He, does he wrote a book. Job. For God's sake. <laughs> Seriously. And don't make fun of somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. 
Even if it's folklore. You he, hear that? We've been reading the comments. Don't make fun of people who know what they're talking about. Even if it's folklore, because some of it's probably not real. I was but, making a joke like people were making fun of us. Oh, okay. I caught that, but... Yeah, thanks, Paul. I, I don't really know much of anything, so you can make fun of me. <laughs> this, the only thing that I know is that I know nothing, and I think uh, that was Buster Keaton who said that. Okay. Buster Can I put a shameless plug? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get the plugs out. Let's Wait, well, hold on. Cassie has a message. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't visit right now your national parks because there's too much shit in them and people are destroying like trees and, and crap. So it's, it's not crap. It's really upsetting. Um, I understand that it's free right now to go because hardly anyone's working there. But like are too many people leaving trash, destroying the toilets, some trees at Joshua Tree National Park have been destroyed. There's a reason why park rangers exist, and it's to make sure that idiots don't fuck things up. So, like, what probably Zach Beggins and the crew would do if they visited right now. So, uh, if you can, please donate to the National Park Foundation. They're the official, like, charity of the National Park system, and all funds go to everything National Park. Uh, also, keep in mind that a lot of people are without work right now. So, you know, if your friends who work at a, in a, uh, if your friends who work in a, um, government organization, government organization, um, uh, and need food or any type of toiletry items, help um, them out. please help them out. Actually, Alicia, you used to work in the National Park Service. you want to say anything? It's, it's really sad to uh, hear about fellow, I guess, co-workers used to be. I don't work there anymore, but um, what they're going through right now is pretty rough. Uh, they don't know how they're going to pay their bills, and unemployment's not really covering what they need. And I just really hope that this doesn't last much longer for their sake. And I mean, every other American's sake, but... Yep. Yeah, uh, don't, as always, if you do see a ranger, don't talk to him about ghosts, especially in this trying time. Because um, <laughs> they might make you a ghost. They might make you a ghost. They might get the gun <laughs> that every ranger gets out and shoot you and turn you into a ghost. Also, just... A minor thing about that, uh, border walls are really bad for native species. Yep. So if anyone knows anything about that, if you want to keep jaguars in Arizona, don't be pro-wall. Some indigenous people live on both sides of the border, and having a border wall put in would be really detrimental to their way of life, which is just another shitty thing that would be put on them by our federal government. So... So uh, our heart goes out to everybody affected by what's going on. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen to this program, even if you're having a stressful day. We're thankful for you being here, and uh, we we are thankful that you're telling your friends about Insanely Haunted, that you're telling you that you're leaving reviews for Insanely Haunted, so other people can find us. Paul, I understand that folks, if they want to, they can find you elsewhere as well. Yeah. So this is a shameless plug. That's fine. Um, I'm giving you the rope for it. Nice. Uh, this is, uh, I'm part of a podcast that's called the Motion Picture Book Club, and uh, three of my friends who live in Montana and myself, we just review movies, and uh, a recent one had just about as much of a climactic plot as this, uh, which is called She's Having a Baby, and we just reviewed that, so... Um, oh, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, oh. really, really, really bad. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you like. I also have one more podcast. It's called Zenkai Boost, where I do this, but with Dragon Ball Z Kai. 
um, which is a cartoon about uh, buff space wizards who scream and catch on fire. Much like Brendan. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like if you're into Brendan, <laughs> if you got his angle, then go for that. Max and I have gotten some good suggestions within the last week or two. We are going to be developing a Patreon, and we are in the process of figuring out what kind of rewards to give out. We are also opening up a P.O. box. Which we have yet to formally open, so once we get that... Next time you hear us. Yeah, next time you hear us, uh, we will have that information. Special shout out to Janvi. It was nice talking to you, and thank you for the suggestions. And we will be at PodCon 2 this next... This weekend. This next week. I'm so excited. Ah! Sorry. It's okay. I'm really excited. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to be meeting up with Devin from Ouija Broads. Get to see Lindsay from historical hotties and we hope to be able to record an episode while we are there that would be lovely so we'll try so thanks again for listening and wrapping up uh as always remember my name is max i'm cassie i'm saul and i'm alicia and you just heard a A class Class a evp (laughs) 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 and on that note He's there for veterinary care. But they made a little like cardboard town for him inside his enclosure. <laughs> That's really cute. That is really cute. <laughs> I just want you guys to hear that later. Okay. I'd just be editing and just <laughs> Are you gonna do that in the middle Nuh-uh. of recording? Uh uh-uh. uh. We'll probably add that onto the end or something. <laughs> With me talking about furry dogs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> There's this furry dog the named Horse. They really like little rodents. <laughs> <laughs>